It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti back with you guys for another edition here on the pod. It is Tuesday, March 26th. We are officially less than one month away from the NFL draft. It's crazy to think how close we are to one of the most exciting events of the NFL calendar. I've become a big fan of the draft over the years. Uh, This will be already my third draft covering for the Panthers. It's hard to believe it's been this quick already, but here we are less than a month away because it's April 25th is round one, and we are going to hopefully start cranking things out a little bit here. Uh, I've been starting to do some draft profiles over at Panthers Wire, you know, just some short profiles like background information and uh, college career stuff, things like that, and some highlight videos. So we're going to do a little bit of that over at Panthers Wire. So go check them out. Um, My first one just dropped today, uh, and I figured who better than Cleland Farrell, the Clemson edge defender, because he's probably been the player – that has been mocked to the Panthers the most, if not. It's so I mean, almost every mock draft you see has been Cleveland Farrell to the Panthers at number 16. But certainly uh, other def- edge defenders, I plan on doing some profiles. Guys like uh, Montez Sweat is definitely on the list. Jonah Williams, I'll definitely do. Andre Diller. There's, there's a lot of players that likely... Uh, that I'm likely going to do. And, you know, if you guys have any suggestions on who you want to see me do a profile of, certainly send them over. Uh, Hit me up on Twitter at Bill underscore Rossetti. Let me know who you guys want me to. And, again, these are just short profiles, maybe background information and a little bit of a scouting report and possible fit with the Panthers and then some highlight videos. Nothing major. Nice, easy, simple uh, profile. Uh, We're going to try to crank one of those out. Pretty much every day from now until the start of the draft, which again is less than a month away. Uh, but the big thing going on right now is the NFL owners' meetings, uh, including today, which had the uh, the coaches' breakfast. So Ron Rivera, of course, was sitting around, and uh, one of the big things that you know, and we're just going to do a couple highlights here that I found from. Them talking to Rivera at the coaches, uh, the the coaches' breakfast this morning. So we'll talk a little bit about that, and then we'll jump into another mock draft to kick off this week, and that'll kind of be the gist of this podcast. But uh, one of the first things I noticed here as I skimmed through Twitter about Rivera's comments is he was asked about the, uh, or at least giving an update on Cam Newton's shoulders, and. He had this as a quote, everything has been good. We're really pleased with his workouts. Reports we got have been all positive. I look forward to seeing him soon, but just very happy that things are trending in the right direction. So certainly a uh, a good, positive update, I guess, you know, for, for lack of a better term there. But certainly a type of quote that can breathe a little 
little bit of a sigh of relief, I guess we'll say. And, uh, you know, with, with all the worry that he might miss some games and is one of these backup quarterbacks going to have to step up a little bit. It's nice that we have, we do have a bit of a positive direction that we're moving in with Cam Newton. So I would say the odds are starting to come down a little bit that Cam Newton will have to miss some time in the 2019 regular season. I'm, I'm starting to feel a little more confident. Even before this quote, I thought there was a pretty decent chance he'd be there. Uh, but I, I would say the odds are pretty good now that he is going to be there come week one of the regular season. So that's certainly a good sign that Newton had so much praise so far for Cam Newton's injury update. There were a couple other notes here. I'll just skim through kind of almost kind of copying from Jordan Rodriguez Twitter feed. Uh, just so just a couple notes that that they talked about with him during his coach's breakfast. So a couple notes that jump out at me. So of course they continue to talk about replay. That's always been a big topic of discussion. A lot of coaches were asked about that at the combine. They asked Ron Rivera. He said, we have to correct the egregious error. And of course, Obviously, the error stemming from the non-pass interference call by the Rams against the Saints. Uh, they talked about Matt Paradis and his leg injury, and Rivera says he is confident in Matt Paradis despite the leg injury last year. He says the team cleared Paradis medically, so that's good. Uh, talked about Darrell Williams a little bit, and Rodrigo tweeted, Jordan tweeted that Ron Rivera said that getting Darrell Williams back was a little bit of a pleasant surprise. He said Williams is on a little bit of a prove-it deal, and the team is still working through who plays where with the biggest question mark at left tackle. You know, and that's no surprise. You know, one-year, $7 million deal, uh, a decent amount. I mean, Darrell Williams certainly deserves a decent amount of money. We know how good of a player he has been. It's just, obviously, he lost basically all of 2018. So now it's just a matter of can he continue to stay healthy and kind of get that long-term deal. So this is just about not putting too much risk financially into Williams, but still giving him enough to kind of, I guess, sweeten the deal and get him to come back to Carolina on a one-year deal. But absolutely, the question now is who plays at left tackle, who plays at right tackle. I personally would love to see Taylor Moten at left tackle. He showed he can absolutely play the position. Remember, he started there in week one, before uh, Darrell Williams went down with an injury again during that game against the Cowboys, and Moten had to shift over to right tackle. And then Chris Clark, of course, got some starts at left tackle. Marshall Newhouse got some starts at left tackle. But I, I firmly believe, and you, you guys know, if, if you've been listening to the podcast long enough, you know how big of a fan I am of Taylor Moten going all the way back to his days at Western Michigan when I saw him at the Senior Bowl. The guy is just... An absolute beast. He's just such a good athlete, such a powerful blocker. He he can handle either side, and he showed it. And I would love to see him get a shot, a continued shot at left tackle. And plus the fact that Darrell Williams 
has been at right tackle pretty much his entire career. He's obviously very comfortable at the position. I don't think you want to buck that trend. So to me, it makes more sense to keep Daryl at right tackle and put Taylor at left tackle because, again, I've always said, too, that Taylor Moten is the future of the left tackle position, whether or not Matt Khalil was here in 2019, whether or not he was still on this roster. And obviously this process now is going to get sped up a little bit because of the fact that the Panthers have now released Matt Khalil. So this is the opportunity now to see what you have in Taylor Moten at left tackle, see if he can handle the position long term. So this is a, and it's not like there's any high expectations now for the Panthers. I mean, they're coming off a 7-9 season. They're coming off a season where they lost seven straight games to basically take them out of the playoffs after they started 6-2. and two. So, you know, this is... And you're playing in division with the Saints, who obviously have a lot of expectations. The, the Falcons obviously have... They'll at least always have some expectations, or at least they'll feel they'll have expectations because they're the Falcons. And then the Buccaneers are expected to improve under Bruce Arians. So the Panthers kind of feel like they're that team that's kind of sliding under the radar a little bit in the NFC South. So I think, you know, I, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd say this is a risky move. I would just say this is one of those moves you probably have to make just to see where you stand both this year and in the future to get over that hump and continue to compete in the NFC South and eventually get back to the top of the NFC South where the Panthers had been for uh, for a few years before the Saints took over that spot over the last two years. Again, there's no doubt in my mind that Moten can handle the left tackle position. So I would say just put him in there and just let him... Let them loose, and really the only, to me, the only question now along the offensive line is at left guard. I mean, you, you basically have four of your five guys set and ready, and you have to feel comfortable, or very comfortable, with four of those five guys. Moulton at left tackle, Paradis at center, Trey Turner at right guard, and Williams at right tackle. The question now becomes who fills in that left guard spot. And again, that could be Greg Van Roten or it could be someone that they get in the draft. Uh, a couple other notes before we, you know, just kind of skimming through again before we get into the mock draft. They talked about Bruce Irvin. And he was asked, is Bruce Irvin going to play linebacker or defensive end? And Rivera said, quote, that's the point. So take that for what it for what it's worth, I guess. Uh, talked about Kyle Loves. Rivera said they'd love to have him back. You know, certainly, as she mentions, the interior defensive line depth becomes a little bit of a concern without him. I'd argue it's a bit of concern right now, even with him. The Panthers really don't have that many bodies at the defensive line position, so that only becomes even more. I mean, this is if you're talking, if they bring Love back. Obviously, right now, Love is still a free agent, so really, you're just looking, for the most part, it's just k Short, it's Dontari Poe, and it's Vernon Butler, and that's really it right now. So getting a guy like Kyle Love back, someone that's familiar with the system, certainly is or should be pretty important for the Carolina Panthers. If not, then you have to think, Defensive tackle, I think even with Kyle Love going forward, 
down in the or down the line, defensive tackle is definitely a position that I think they have to address in this draft. At least getting Kyle Love back this year would at least help with the uh, with the depth concerns. Interesting note here too when they talked about Matt Khalil. Jordan tweets: Ron Rivera says release of Matt Khalil was for a fresh start. And because team's understanding is that he won't be ready to play until training camp. So very, very interesting note there. So at least it it seems like it's good for both sides. You know, the Panthers are able to move on. The Matt Khalil can rehab, I guess, if he needs to. And of course, as we know, Matt Khalil has already latched on with another team. He, just a couple days after he... You know, not very long after he was cut by the Panthers, he signed with the Houston Texans. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if he's competing for a starting job there or, you know, what what he's doing. But again, Matt Khalil with the Texans. And yeah, fresh start for him. So that'll be interesting to see. Rivera says team will take a really long look at Rashawn Golden in the nickel this spring. And that's something that had kind of been talked about. Even when Galden was drafted, we know he played a lot of uh, a lot of defensive back at Tennessee. There was a lot of talk of him playing the nickel last year or coming in as a nickel. Kind of had to get forced into that safety position, especially with the Norris Searcy being injured. So it'll be interesting. I think Galden can handle the nickel position for sure, uh, and this just furthers the. The point, I think, that the Panthers absolutely need another safety. And that's why I think it's very possible now that safety could be pretty high on the draft list as well. I don't know if it's going to be first round, but it's it's definitely possible that he's there. We talked about Greg Van Roten. Rivera says, Greg Van Roten isn't sexy at left guard, but his consistency has been key for the Panthers. And as Jordan notes, and as we've mentioned many times here on the pod, Van Roten, of course, was the only offensive player in 2018 for the Panthers to play every single offensive snap. So it'll be interesting to see if they bring in some competition for him. Again, it's something we've we've discussed here on the pod. You know, maybe a guy like Cody Ford or maybe a guy like Eric McCoy to come in and just compete with uh, Van Roten at the left guard position. Talked about some of the backup corners as well. Talked about Kevon Seymour and Ross Cockrell, who are both coming off injuries. Uh, Rivera said they like, they're just saying they Rivera likes the outside corner depth there. So you know he's and we both obviously both players are definitely good or were good before they went down with injury. That's kind of a sleeper position, though, I think, for the Panthers to target in the draft as well, is the cornerback position. You know, are they going to bring someone in to kind of light a fire under James Bradbury? Not that James Bradbury was bad last year, but uh, certainly, and especially with these injuries, you know, get some extra bodies in there. So that could be, you know, maybe not early in the draft, maybe toward the later end, but wouldn't surprise me. If one of these later picks, you know, on day three for the Panthers is at the cornerback position. And those are just some of the some of the notes, some of the highlights, I guess we could say, from Ron Rivera's coach's breakfast today at the at the NFL owners meetings. And really now we're going to start to get into a, a bit of a quiet period, I think, 
or at least for a short time. But we are actually also getting pretty close to NFL teams actually beginning off-season activities. I believe, actually, I believe next week is when teams with a new head coach can actually begin getting some kind of workouts. I forget what exactly they can do. I think it's mostly just like uh, strength and conditioning. Really can't do a lot of uh, on-field stuff too much. Obviously, not a lot of contact. But teams with new head coaches can essentially begin their their off-season program. Again, I think next week for teams with a new coach. And then the other teams can start about two weeks after that. So we're actually really getting close to all these teams and coaches getting back together. Uh, and then by the time that rolls around, what we should actually be getting pretty close to to the schedule release. Uh, that's that's usually around mid to late April, so that that should be coming soon. And we already know now the season opener, the game that will kick off the 2019 season, it will indeed be the Packers against the Bears, the longest running rivalry in the NFL in Chicago, and it makes sense. Uh, again, longest running, longest rivalry in the NFL. Uh, this will be the 100th season. For the Bears, and of course, the 100th season of the NFL. So, it certainly makes a ton of sense to have these two teams square off to kick off the 100th season of the National Football League. Of course, remember last season, these teams met, I think, in Chicago as well on the opening Sunday night game of the season, because traditionally, of course, the Super Bowl champion plays on the Thursday night game to kick off the season, but they decided to go with Panthers Bear or Packers Bears, excuse me, for the 100 season. But in all likelihood, the Patriots, as defending Super Bowl champs, as kind of a consolation, I guess we'll say, for not having the Thursday night opener, they will likely have the Sunday night opener in week one. And there was something else, too, I noticed there that I came across from the owners' meetings, and that's the NFL has been considering, and this is far from re reality right now, I think it's just kind of at the base steps, but uh, the, the NFL is considering a China game to kick off the 2020 season, similar to what Major League Baseball just did last week when they had the A's and the Mariners playing in Tokyo, to, which actually kicked off, you know, the true opening day is this Thursday in baseball, but the A's and Mariners actually kicked off the Major League Baseball season last week in Tokyo. Most people don't don't realize or didn't realize it because the game was about halfway over by the time a lot of us were waking up. Those games were the first pitch of those games was like 5:30 in the morning uh, Eastern time. So certainly West Coast folks, where it was like 2:30, the game was over by the time they woke up. Uh, but yeah, the base, baseball is already two games in and. It, the NFL, if they go through with this China game, would probably follow a similar structure in that the the game would be about a week before the actual week one to give the players time to accommodate for the time difference and time to accommodate when they get back to the U.S. Now, don't expect the Panther, if they go through with this game, don't expect the Panthers to be a part of it. In all likelihood, if they go through with this game, it would probably be two West Coast teams. So maybe the 49ers against the Rams 
or the 49ers against the Cardinals, something like that. Uh, it, w- it would likely be two West Coast teams. So I wouldn't expect the Panthers to be a part of it. But it was just an interesting note, I thought, uh, coming out of the owners' meetings. But again, it, it seems like it's very far from actually coming to fruition. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I've rambled on a bit, but one thing I do want to ramble on very quickly uh, in regards to the the podcast itself here and the network is the fact that we, of course, have partnered with a brand new podcasting app that you guys all should check out, and that is the podcast app Himalaya, H-I-M-A-L-A-Y-A, just like the, the mountain range of the same name. Uh, Himalaya will be the newest member as far as providing you guys another outlet to listen to the Locked On Panthers podcast and the rest of the Locked On podcast network. So, you know, now you can listen to Locked On Panthers on Himalaya as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And if you get in your car, you can listen to us as well by telling your smart device to play podcast Locked On Panthers. So there's multiple ways now to Listen to the podcast now, whether you're in your car or you're in your office, wherever you are, uh, listening to me or any of the other Locked On podcast hosts. And uh, especially if you're a baseball fan now, too, because we just relaunched the Locked On MLB channel. Uh, I believe they said something like 20 teams have a have a Locked On podcast. So chances are your team has a baseball podcast here on Locked On. You know, unfortunately... Of course, no team here or no team associated with the Carolinas, at least not yet. I know there has been a little bit of rumblings that possibly sh- if baseball, this is if baseball were to expand, which who knows if they will. But if baseball were to expand, it's possible that Charlotte could be in the running uh, to get a, a major league franchise. But nonetheless, if you're a baseball fan, Go find your team's Locked On Network or Locked On Podcast. And, of course, we still have NBA. We still have the college. NCAA tournament's still going on. So a lot of ways now and an extra way now to listen with the Himalaya Podcast app. So before we wrap it up here on this edition of the Locked On Panthers Podcast, uh, might as well squeeze in another mock draft. And we're going to change it up a little bit. We're going to go back to fan speak, show them some love. And we're going to use Matt Miller's big board. And we are going to use the user voted team needs, which are edge, offensive tackle, center, guard, safety, D-line, corner, tight end, and linebacker. And we're going to use the difficult setting. So we're on the clock here at 16th. Cleland Farrell's off the board. Montez Sweat is off the board. So a bunch of the edge guys are off the board. 
But there is one player that is not off the board at the edge position and I think would be a fantastic fit here for the Panthers. Really, any of the top edge guys would be great for the Panthers, and this guy is still on the board, and we are going to grab him, and that is going to be Brian Burns, the edge out of Florida State, a guy that a lot of people really love. Uh, in fact, I just wrote about... I just wrote a quick piece about Brian Burns where uh, I, I believe I wrote it on about Farrell's... Yeah, I wrote it on the Farrell profile in that... How he was a bunch of, or he was in the top 30 of all the guys at the draft network, including number 10 overall by Kyle Krabs, who actually has Brian Burns pretty high on his on his big board. Uh, but Taylor, or I'm sorry, I don't know why I said Taylor. I'm looking at Taylor Rapp name at the top of the list right now as we're running through the, the simulator. And actually, he's... The top player on the board with the Panthers back on the clock here in round two. And we discussed safety. And there's two guys on the board here. The two players available, or the two best players still on the board, are both safeties, as is Nasir Adderley. And you guys know how big of a fan I am of Nasir Adderley. So to get him here in round two, I think, is just too good of value to pass up. So that's what we're going to do. Nasir Adderley, safety out of Delaware in round two. And yes, I am going to speed through this a little bit. You know, we're already almost 25 minutes into the podcast. I don't want this to run too long. So we're going to speed it up a little bit here as, and, you know, we'll just cut out the cut out the time between picks. But now we are back here for round three. And, of course, the Panthers have two picks in round three. So we're starting with the first one here at 77. And looking at Greg Little on the board here still, because he's actually at number 70 on Matt Miller's board. So it makes him available here in round three. And we need some depth at the offensive tackle position. You know, we talked about... Taylor Moten and Darren Williams, but a guy like Greg Little can come in, be the swing tackle, and if Darren Williams decides to move on, hopefully Greg Little gets that little bit of development to help him slide into possibly the right tackle position. But in the third round, I think it's a solid pick here, so we're going to address offensive tackle and get Greg Little. And back on the board here now at pick number 100, and there's a lot of running backs still available at the top of the board. And uh, running back, I think, is a – it's not really a position people are talking about as far as team needs. But, again, going back to the combine when Ron Rivera said he'd like to get someone with McCaffrey. And Damian Harris is still on the board. And Damian Harris has gotten – or had gotten a little bit of round one love – a little bit of round two love. So here at pick number 100, to bring in a guy like Damien Harris to pair with Christian McCaffrey, I think would be a pretty solid one-two punch. And again, with the, the pick we're at now, number 100, a uh, compensatory pick in round three. I really like that pairing. I think the, the value is still good. So, I mean, you know, again, is this... Is this likely going to happen on draft day? Are we likely to see Greg Little still on the board in round three or Damien Harris still on the board this late in round three? I don't know. But, I mean, this is what the mock draft is giving us. This is the value that I feel we're getting, so I'm going to jump on it. So now here we are back on the board, 
round four, I think we still need to attack interior offensive line because that's a position that dries up really quickly. So if we look at the guards that are available, Bo Benchwale on the board, Ben Powers is on the board, Ryan Bates, Drew Samia, he has it in 165. So using that number, he might still be on the board in round five. And I like Samia, so might see if he's still there in round five. I think we're going to go ahead and look at a at another position, and I think D-line, again, we talked about defensive tackle, and uh, Kayleen Saunders and Ronell Wren are on the board, but they're also really low. They're actually lower on Matt Miller's board than Drew Samia, so those are actually guys. So is Daylon Mack, and I'm a big fan of Daylon Mack. So I think actually what we're going to do here, because those guys will – certainly be available in round five, maybe even round six. I think we're going to go ahead and we're going to scoop up Drew Samia at here in round four and then take one of those defensive tackles in either round five or round six. Because remember now, we only have two picks left here in this draft. We have one pick in round five and we have one pick in round six. Because again, the Panthers do not have a pick in round seven. Back on the board here in round five. Again, to recap our first five picks so far. Brian Burns, Nasir Adderley, Greg Little, Damien Harris, and Drew Samia. So back on round five. And again, I said we're probably going to target one of those defensive tackles. And Kayleen Saunders still on the board. And I don't want to risk losing him. I, I really like Saunders. I really like the athleticism. And I'd rather just grab him here instead of risking till round six and him being gone. I mean, Ronell Wren is still on the board, Dale on Mac, but I, I really like Saunders. We'll grab him here in round five, and then round six could just kind of be a best player type scenario. You know, the only that only leaves us with four remaining team needs uh, as, as far as what they're listed and how the user voted was. We're down to center, we're down to cornerback, we're down to tight end, and we're down to linebacker. Uh, again, line, you know, linebacker two is another position that maybe some people aren't totally talking about as you know not a major need, but certainly a position I think the team has to address, especially if they want to flip over to the three four. So looking at the linebackers that are still available, if we want to go that route, uh, some of the top guys on the board: Amike Egbuli of Houston, Dakota Allen of Texas Tech, Therese Hall of Missouri. Ben Ker Ben Burkirvan of Washington, Joe Giles Harris of Duke, they're still on the board. Uh, Deshaun Davis is still on the board. But then, if we look at some of the other positions, you know, we look at the tight end position. I know tight end certainly is possible as well because of the questionable future, I guess, of Greg Olson. Is he going to go to media? Is he not? Uh, Trayvon Wesco still on the board, the kind of tight end fullback mix out of West Virginia. Elise Mack is on the board. Dax Raymond, I really like Dax Raymond. He's he's a really nice guy. Uh, Donald Parham, he's actually ranked number 328 by Matt Miller. He was a guy that I fell in love with earlier. No one's really talked about him much, though, it seems. But I remember he's that really tall, lanky kid that was down at the Senior Bowl. So there's some guys... Uh, but Dax Raymond, you know, again, 280 on Matt Miller's board. So maybe that's a guy that 
if you're using these kind of rankings, which obviously the teams are, but in this scenario, maybe he's a guy that we could try to get uh, after the draft in the un- among the uh, the undrafted free agents. Uh, if we look at corner, we see guys like Blasson Austin of Rutgers. Jimmy Moreland is intriguing out of James Madison. So he's, I think he could be someone on the board. Mark Fields, I just saw his name, and I'll talk about him real quick. I believe he was the guy that I just saw on Twitter talked about the other day by John Ledyard. And John was really impressed by the play of Mark Fields. The only issue he had was the fact that he just played so little, a very small number of snaps because he wasn't actually the starter for Clemson. But he stepped into the national championship and John was just incredibly, uh, incredibly impressed by the way Mark Fields played the game. So that's... That could be a possibility, and again, I, I like Jimmy Moreland. So there, there's a couple guys that we can go with here. Um, but if we're talking tight ends and linebackers, those could be guys that maybe, uh, especially with who's left, maybe the Panthers go after some on the on the undrafted board. But I think we're going to go ahead, and you know, I think we'll take a, a bit of a gamble here and go with, or maybe not a gamble, but. Um, Maybe a bit of a reach, but you know this is a mock draft. We're having a little bit of fun, but let's go with Mark Fields. Let's make him our final pick of this mock draft. So to recap, we took Brian Burns in round one with the 16th overall pick. Then in round two, we went with Nasir Adderley, the safety out of Delaware. Our two picks in round three were... Greg Little, the offensive tackle out of Ole Miss, and Damien Harris, the running back out of Alabama. Then we double-dipped on the offensive line in round four with Drew Samia of Oklahoma. Round five, we took Kayleen Saunders, defensive tackle out of Western Illinois. And then in round six, we went with Mark Fields, the cornerback out of Clemson. And there is your... Mock draft for the Panthers for this week. Obviously, not many of these left because we only have a few weeks left before the draft. So hopefully, again, we'll start cranking out a bunch more of these mock drafts and some draft content. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. But I think that's a good place to wrap it up here on this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Thanks so much for sticking with me here. Really appreciate all the support. Again, a reminder, check out my Twitter feed at Bill underscore Rossetti, R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. And remember, you can now listen to the Locked On Panthers podcast with the brand new Himalaya podcast app as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And, of course, when you're in your car, if you have a smart speaker, all you got to do is tell your smart speaker to play podcast Locked on Panthers. Bill Rossetti saying thanks for hanging out with me. 
Keep it locked here with me on the Locked On Podcast Network and the Locked On Panthers. And until next time, take care, my friends, and we'll see you next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.